Hello and welcome to the 21st edition of Random Pursuit on the Incomparable Network's game show, a game that discards the board and shuffles trivia cards from lots and lots of trivia games. I am your scorekeeper, Metric Steven Chapansky, and now your host of this and every episode of Random Pursuit, Erica Ensign. Thank you, Stephen. As always, we have a fantastic group of players, and I will introduce them in the order in which they will play. That order was, as always, determined by Random.org. Really, nobody's going to sing it. Thank you. We bring the <laughs> everybody was waiting for everybody else. <laughs> uh, That's all right. the same song. Well, our first player uh, may or may not come from behind for another truly epic win. Whoa, but that, hey, family that show. <laughs> remains to be seen. Welcome back, Jason Snell. Hello. It does remain to be seen, but it's good to be here on XXI. <laughs> uh, our second player is the non-metric Steve Lutz. Woo, it's me. Hey, uh, 21. Wow, this so Random Pursuit can drink now. I'm yeah. expecting things to get a little weird. Well, mm. it's based in Canada, so Random Pursuit's been able to drink for a while. What? Yep. 18, Is that true baby. in Canada? 18. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, yep. That explains a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up is the famed provider of cheese and crackers, but not Prosecco from oh so long ago. Uh, welcome back, Deb Stanish. My gosh, that reputation is going to follow me forever. And but, ever and ever. And ever and ever. Yes. But mm-hmm. sadly, no Prosecco today. Middle <laughs> of the afternoon. Can't do it. <laughs> uh, our last two players did not actually witness that great cheese and cracker war, uh, but I'm sure they will get into the spirit of things quickly, considering they both host, tri- host trivia games on the Incomparable Game Show. First, it is the host of Inconceivable. Welcome, Dan Morin. Uh, Steve Lutz took my intro joke, so I got nothing. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> sniped. Yeah, it's not a draft, you guys. It's not a draft. Yeah, no. Introduction. It? So. <laughs> and our last player is, I hope, proof that imitation is the highest form of flattery. Welcome the host of UK Triv, Anthony Johnston. <laughs> Speaking of getting into the spirit of things, uh, no Prosecco for me, but I am drinking Jack Daniels. Oh, well, hello. Wow. Nice. Nice. That's the spirit. <laughs> that is the spirit. I like it. Indeed. All right. Let's get into how this works. Random Pursuit is a lot like the classic Trivial Pursuit board game, but instead of using the board, each player has their own six-sided die. Or a dice rolling app like Dice by Peacock. <laughs> oh, <yes. laughs> the players roll their die to determine which question on the card they will answer. And for each question they answer correctly, they'll get one point. If they answer correctly, they will can roll again for another question, but... They can only answer up to three questions on each turn, except the final round, where there is no question limit. Mm -hmm. If they roll the same number two times in a row on the same turn, they get to pick which edition the question comes from. I have shared a list with the players, but it is way the heck too long to read on the podcast. Uh, If they happen to roll the same number all three times on their same turn, they can pick both the edition and the category. I am really bad at noticing when this happens, so feel free to yell at me if I miss it. And we'll play for an amount of time determined by me, the scorekeeper. Then we'll do one last round with no question limit. And the player with the highest score at the end becomes the random champion with bragging rights that last until the 2024 Olympic Games when this becomes a full medal event. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) All right. uh, Is everybody ready? I like this tandem rules exposition. It's it's right. This tag teaming thing—it's new, right? Uh huh. Well, it was new for the last the last uh, episode, but uh, but yes, it's new to you. If you haven't seen it, it's mm. new to you. Yep, yep. <laughs> Stephen demanding more to do. <laughs> <laughs> Me offloading more is actually how typical. It works. Producer. His agent is very persuasive. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jason, you can get us started. Roll that die. Oh, I will. Let's go, Jason. Roll them bones. 
five. All right, five. This is coming from the 1980s edition, where category five is sports and leisure. What three letters were used to designate Russian contestants in the 1988 Olympics? Speaking of the Olympics, hmm. um, in the 88 Olympics. Yep, 88. Um, uh, wow. Um, is that CIS, Commonwealth of Independent States? It is not, I am afraid. Oh, oh I was going to guess that too. USR still, isn't it? No, but you're very well, close. Like, Steve, Steve's a lot closer. It's actually... Was it... Oh, go on. U-R-S. Oh, I was just going to say that. U-R-S. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Union of yeah. Russian states? Union of robot states. It doesn't say on the card, so I don't know. The CIS was the 1992 Olympics is what it was. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I thought that might mm-hmm. be too early, but I, I didn't have another guess. All right, Steve, that brings us to you then. Yay, it's my turn. Mm-hmm. Yay. It, it sure going to do that every turn? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably now. <laughs> oh, boy. Here we go. Uh, what number did you roll? Uh, I don't know. I haven't rolled a die yet. Oh, well, you do need to do I that. I was too excited about announcing my turn. Uh, it's two. Two. All right. This is coming from my uh, one of my two newer editions. Thank Ooh. you. Uh, thank you, listener MTJ, for sending me junior edition it's the fourth edition yep which is one of those weird editions where the card is a portrait instead of landscape don't like it so this is all about uh no i'm i'm never mind (laughs) also there are no category names or letters listed on this card i actually had to google for it because it was a used edition that didn't have the uh the rules thing in there so category two is the purple category (laughs) and that category Mm. steve is fun so (laughs) (laughs) i hope you enjoy this yeah, I don't enjoy fun. So this is <laughs> this is sad. So so please tell us what month does Mother's Day occur in? Oh, uh, Mother's Day, I believe, occurs traditionally in May, at least in the United States. That is correct. Quick sidebar: Is that fun? <laughs> I don't know. Let's ask Deb. She's she's the the mother on the podcast. Deb, is it uh, fun? It. I refuse to answer that because it usually involves um, like a squidgy breakfast in bed and and some burnt toast. But, you know, the effort's there. And I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I was expecting more questions about the classic Ivan Reitman film starring Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. I knew that's what you were thinking of. (laughs) Absolutely. I don't know why you would be. Steve's Steve's brain is transparent to the rest of us. Mm -hmm. It is indeed. Well, Steve, you get to roll again. I do. You do. Okay. It's my turn still. (laughs) Four, please. All right. Four. This is coming from Genus Four, and the category is science and nature. What organs need for oxygen causes angina pectoris pain? And angina pectoris is in italics. What organ? Ooh. Figure mm-hmm. Steve get the organ question. That's yep. a loaded question. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I mean, those kind of organs dun, need dun, oxygen dun, as dun, well. Dun, 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 dun. I'm not going to do the whole thing. <laughs> Pectoris suggests chest, so I'm going to go with the lungs. I am sorry. It's the heart. It's the heart. It's the heart. Angina. Yeah. Angina. Oh, that's also in the chest. Good point. It is. Yep. There's, there are a couple a, of things in there. Have a heart, Steve. Mm-hmm. It's also weird to think of lungs <laughs> as an organ, an organ. Mm, okay. Yeah. So, so that Fine. very much brings us to Deb's turn. <laughs> okay. You may roll your. It's dime. not my turn anymore. 
I have a four. All right. This is coming from the Harry Potter edition. I'm going to just take this moment to say J.K. Rowling is a terrible turf and I don't like her. Um, but the so category. Trash landlord. But we own, we own, we've, we've taken these characters into our heart and she is just the trash landlord that we are forced to put up with. Here, here. Well, your category is magical objects. So can you tell me what object in the Weasley's house shows the location and status of each family member? Wow, Big oh, Brother is watching. That's a clock that has hands that point to each family member, I do believe. You are correct. It is their clock. Wow. All right, you get to roll again. Okay. Uh, a six. All right, this is coming from the Star Trek 50th Anniversary Edition. Not 50th. Doomed. Doomed. 50. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And the category is, you said five? Or no, uh, you said six. six. So the category mm-hmm. is ships. So oh. can you tell me what shuttlecraft did Kirk and Commodore Mendez use to chase the Enterprise after Spock commandeered the ship? Okay, you just that think about- would assume that I knew who Mendez was. <laughs> you don't know uh, Jose Mendez? Oh, uh, man. Yeah. He's great. Well, it, given, it, given the clues there, first name, Jason. Wow. She's going to get it now. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. Right, so that was it. So, it, it's the USS Jose Mendez's <laughs> ship. <laughs> um, okay, so we have Kirk and Mendez chasing after Spock. Do I have that correct? K I S S I N G. Yes. <laughs> okay. And uh, yeah, and they're in a shuttlecraft, and we need the name of the shuttlecraft. While you think about that, I will just turn this card from left to right, which is incorrect. Um, I honestly have no clue because mm-hmm. I don't go to the you're, school. You're never going to get it. I, I love so you. So I'm but. just going to guess the, um, I, I don't even, I don't even have it. The Jose. Jose. Okay. The Felice Navidad. <laughs> oh no. Uh, that is not it. Does somebody else know this? I want to chime in with your, your Star Trek smarts. Galileo no, I mean, it was the only one I could think of. And it's not because it's from the Starbase and it's trying to catch up to them. And I know the mm-hmm. whole plot and this is in the menagerie and I have no idea what the name of this shuttlecraft is either. <laughs> Sorry. It's apparently the Picasso. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. Sure. Of course sure. it is. Yep. Yeah, All right. Well, Dan, go. that brings us to you. Roll your oh, die. I will roll a die using dice by Peacock. Ooh. Not a sponsor. And I will get... A one. Should be a sponsor. All right. This is coming from Junior Trivia One. So, Dan. Oh, thank God. Something I'm qualified for. Yeah. Think think like a five to nine-year-old in uh, 1983. Yep, done. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, according to the Walt Disney song, what helps the medicine go down? Oh, I believe that would be a spoonful of sugar. Correct. I was going to make you be very specific, and you were. So, congratulations. You get to roll again. Yoo-hoo. Should be Jack Daniels. <laughs> Do not Works mix for me. Jack Daniels and medicine, Steve. It was in uh, my house. I got a five this time. All right. This is coming from the Walt Disney Family Edition, which, of course, has two different Wait, the boxes. Box or the adults box. This I is, need to know. This is from the grown-ups box. We don't call it the Damn adults it. box. <laughs> it's all about Walt Disney's family. I hope you know a lot about mm-hmm. them. So, uh, Dan, welcome to the world of science. Which okay. which of a snake's senses is helped by the Jacobson's organ? It's all about organs today. First of all, why why did it have to be snakes? Um, <laughs> I, you know, the total sidebar. I watched the movie Jungle Cruise last night. That movie uh-huh. has too many snakes. Just way too many. <laughs> okay. I don't like them. Uh, what sense, you say, is helped by the Jacobson's organ? Correct. Jacobson is, is with a capital J. Jacobson's mm. organ. So we're well, looking for a sense. Good news. I've got a limited number of senses. <laughs> That's to <pick> true. From. <laughs> I'm 
Um, hmm. Do you not know about the two extra senses in snakes, yeah, Dan? Oh, <laughs> oh, yes, my <laughs> snaky sense is tingling. Um, I'm going to go with hearing. I'm sorry. It's smell. Yeah, it's ah, smell. That was my other guess. Well, that brings us to Anthony. Oh, no. You may roll your die. Four. All right. This is coming from the Genus Edition, the very first. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> we have no Monty, but I appreciate somebody stepping up yeah! and being excited <laughs> about that. All right. Uh, the category is art and literature. What British spy novelist wrote the children's story, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? I'll just set oh, that yeah. card down now. Sure, sure. Give him the question about spy novelists. Hey, that's enough, Mary Poppins. You just keep it to yourself. <laughs> um, I have a horrible... I may get this wrong. I'm going to say, is it Fleming? <laughs> it is. Mm-hmm. Thank it God is for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, Fleming. I knew it wasn't John Le Carre. Le Carre, yeah, that would have been really one, good. The one safe bet that... It, but it, Roald Dahl wrote spy stuff, so, you know... That's true. Mm, that's true. But, uh, funny that there are two, you know, spy novelists on this episode of the podcast, and we get one of those. Mm. I didn't do that on purpose, but you do get to roll again, Anthony. Uh, I do, but first I must retrieve my die. No, no. Actually, I'm just going to get a new one because I don't know where it's gone. Hang on. (laughs) Wow. Daniel's really kicking in there, huh? Totally die wasteful, man. It just, it dropped down somewhere behind my printer and I am not going to go and try and retrieve that in the middle of a recording. Uh, Come on, that's good podcasting. Let's go. (laughs) There might be lizard eggs down there. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Reference acknowledged. I rolled a six. All right. This is coming from the 1980s edition. Category six is wild card. What condiment did University of Southwest Louisiana student Rip Howell sit in for 17 hours in 1980? Oh, college. (laughs) Wait, I think this belongs in the fun category. (laughs) I'm sorry, what edition was this again? (laughs) The 1980s. And I will read that again because it's fun. What condiment did University of Southwest Louisiana student Rip Howell sit in for 17 hours in 1980? Condiment, Louisiana, somebody called Rip Howell. I'm going to say hot sauce. You know what? That would have been my guess, too, but that is that is not it. it is it's not... got to be Grey Poupon, right? It's not that either. Oh, I don't even up. know what that is. Yeah, yeah, very basic. It's Well, it's spelled catsup, but yes. Oh, <laughs> that's the South for you. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of round one. Stephen, tell us how we're doing. Well, we have a four-way tie for first with uh, one point each for Steve, Lutz, Deb, Dan, and Anthony. And Jason is in a one-way tie for second with zero. Woo. <laughs> Right. Well, Jason, now's your chance to start the comeback. You may roll. Oh, good. Three. All right. This is coming from the Walt Disney Family Edition grown-ups box. Jason, welcome to the world of people. Who was the first U.S. president to wear his hair without powder? Scandalous. To wear his hair without powder? Yeah. That's pretty good. That's a good question. I like this question. Oh, uh, when did the fashion change? Or did this president uh, change the fashion? Wow. You're going to be amazed when the answer is LBJ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to say Lincoln. No, it was actually much earlier than that. William Henry Harrison? No, Thomas Jefferson. Oh, Thomas Jefferson. Oh, Interesting. Wow. It's funny. I always think of him as powdered. 
Yeah. Apparently <laughs> not. I think of him as cinnamon. <laughs> <laughs> right. Steve, we are round to you. You may roll your die. Oh boy, it's my turn again. <laughs> All right. Here comes the die. I'm very upset with myself because I knew angina was a vascular thing. So hopefully this round goes better. I got a four. All right. This is coming from the 20th anniversary edition, which used to be my least favorite edition. It's not anymore. Uh, um, and the category is the written word. It is not risen in esteem. Others have replaced it. Yeah. In her ire. <laughs> That's, that is how that worked. Yep. Uh, the, the, what, what was that category again? Anthony? Was that oh. the written word? Thank yes. You. Thank you. Thank you. I thank well, I'm it. fully erect now. I feel better. <laughs> so please tell See, me. Turns 21 and all of a sudden we get ribald. <laughs> <laughs> what Berkeley cookbook author is celebrated as the mother of American cooking? And the mother of American cooking is in quotations. What Berkeley cookbook Ooh. author? Berkeley cookbook author. Uh, apparently. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well, we're talking American, we're talking Berkeley, so I think Julia Child is probably out. I mean, you'd think so. <laughs> um, but I'm not coming up with anything better, so let's just say Julia Child. Uh, it's not. Alice Waters. It is. Somebody I've never heard of. Oh, good. I would never have <laughs> she, gotten uh, You've never heard yeah, of she, Alice Waters? No. Nope. Chez Panisse and uh, local ingredients, and it's mm-hmm. a whole thing. Yeah. Uh, okay, hippies. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Ghost point for Jason. Congratulations. Roll on bears. <laughs> it's in the water up there. All right. Well, Deb, let's see if you know this next question. You get to roll. Let's see. I have a six. All right. This is coming from Genus 2, and uh, this is the only sold in Canada edition, just FYI. Oh, great. Yep. Uh, sports, and, sports and leisure oh, is no. the category. Oh, Hockey. No. Mm-hmm. Wayne yep, Gretzky. Guess, yep. <laughs> uh, you know what? Th- th- those are very good guesses considering this edition. How many <laughs> continents must a game be played on to gain recognition as an official Olympic sport? Ooh, a lot of Olympic questions today. Yeah. Wow. You joked about Kismet. random pursuit That's... not being an Olympic. I was right about that, yeah. wasn't I? <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's really interesting. Um, I mean, I don't have a clue, but I'm going to, obviously, I'm going to guess. But I didn't realize that there was uh-huh. a sort of a universal requirement. Now I know how uh, many continents random pursuit needs to be played on right. to become. We're on two. <laughs> so I am going to say. <laughs> I'm going to say four. Oh, you're so close. It's even more. It's five. Really? Wow. Yes. Okay. I was thinking five, but then I thought, oh, they're probably not going to count Africa because, you know, racism. Erica, you <laughs> got some work to do I now. really you do. Three yeah. three more continents to get. We, yeah. I need to recruit Any some three? Players. Can we send somebody to Antarctica? I was going to say, totally. yeah. you could forego <laughs> Australia and just go for the Antarctica market, I think. You know? <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's diminishing a bit along with the ice caps, but I think it's worthy. <laughs> Trust we'll me, being the best penguin. random pursuit player in Antarctica, that's saying something. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a lot of scientists down there, honestly, so that they have a they leg up on one they category. They suck at literature, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dan, you get to roll. All right. I've rolled a three. All right. The three, this is coming from my very newest edition. Thank you, Stephen, for my Christmas present, giving me the Trivial Pursuit Classic Edition. It mm. came out in 2016, but it's supposed to sort of like be similar to the original however yeah there are no boxes so sort of. it's really annoying it's what yeah fewer questions where the answer is leningrad by the way uh, if you're <laughs> listening to this uh, fewer retreat also mm-hmm. available on the incomparable game show so True. you're just supposed to spread your cards across the table and I, just pick one uh-huh. at random i i don't there are like little divots that you can put them in but it's it's not as fun it's not as oh, fun i hate it yeah 
There's listen to the previous episode of Random Pursuit for many more complaints about this edition. I'm never buying her a Christmas present again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but uh, category three is history. Which June fourth, nineteen eighty nine Chinese military crackdown effectively ended a vibrant student democracy movement? Uh, would that be uh, the crackdown at Tiananmen Square? It would indeed. You can roll again. This episode not available in China. <laughs> we have to scratch one continent off off the list. Yeah. Uh, two, please. All right. This is coming from the 2000s edition. And the 2000s edition has cards that are categories as opposed to cate- multiple categories on one card. So- I enjoy the, the gloss on each edition and how they have their own peculiarities. I think that's my favorite part. <laughs> they really do. And uh, the, this is a blue card, and the blue card, those are places. But you also get a subcategory, and the Ooh. subcategory is college life. So... <laughs> Keep, yeah, yeah. Keep that Sit in mind. In some ketchup. Get ready. That's right. Catsup, <laughs> please. Catsup. Yep. Just in time. Yep. Just in time for my twentieth reunion. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So, uh, so think about that while you are answering this question. What Bloomington, Indiana school holds the Little Five Hundred, the largest collegiate bike race in the nation, each year? <sighs> Bloomington is. Oh God. What Bloomington, Indiana school? I like that it's called the Little Five Hundred. That's cute. Is it? Oh, shoot. I used to know somebody from around those parts. They're going to be very disappointed in you if you get this wrong. Yeah, yeah, or maybe they I'll, won't if you don't know them anymore. <laughs> you did say I, used you to. No, <laughs> I probably not. Um, is, it, is it just the University of Indiana? No, it's yeah, Indiana it's, University. That was literally all I was trying to decide <laughs> yeah. between the two. Yeah. You weren't on episode 348 yeah. of The Incomparable about I the was movie just Breaking say, Away. Yeah. Oh, I was definitely not. I couldn't remember which university it was, but I remembered that it was in that. So, Wasn't that was, in Breaking Away? Like, Wasn't that the, the whole yeah. premise yeah, that's, 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 We did a whole yeah. episode about it that Dan yep. wasn't on. But yeah, it's, yep. yeah. that's Breaking Away in the whole 500. Scene and, Absolutely. Wow. That's Where the townies cute. take it to the college boys. That's right. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, Anthony. Slobs versus snobs again. It is your turn. Remade as the movie The Warriors, I believe, later on. <laughs> Very I, have ro- I have rolled a five Bloomington University come out to play alright <laughs> uh, this is coming from Genus 4 where category 5 is uh, sports and leisure leisure uh, what craft product did US housewives find over 1300 uses for in 1952 <laughs> craft product yes what craft wait product? is that the brand craft mm-hmm. or yeah, craft with a capital K because it's it's oh, K R A with a K. Yep, yep, the brand <laughs> symbol of quality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Making something start with a K. Sorry, well, so thirteen hundred uses. That. Can you repeat the question? Yes. What craft product did U.S. housewives find over thirteen hundred uses for in nineteen fifty two? Nineteen fifty three. There were no uses for it. <laughs> yeah, it <was> very strange. <laughs> it dropped right off a cliff. Margarine. It is not. Does anybody else have Is a guess American on this? American cheese? I, I was going to guess American Velveeta? cheese. It's even worse. Jello? It's not Velveeta. It's Cheese Whiz. Cheese Whiz. Cheese Whiz. Cheese whiz. <laughs> yep. I love Cheese Whiz. Mm, it's good cheese stuff. In a, Is that the you cheese know, in a can? Uh, yes. A jar usually, but yes. Yeah. Or at least it used to be. Or in Philadelphia on top of a cheesesteak. Yes. A, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. that's right. That's whiz, one of the uses. With Whiz. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wit. You got it. Wit it out. Yeah. There's only 1,299 more. So. Yep. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of the second round. Stephen, please give us a score update. Sure. Dan got a point. (laughs) (laughs) 
That puts him in the lead. Oh, two. Man. Rough round. It was indeed. Let's let's make this next round better. How about that, guys? Jason, roll nah. a die. Yeah. Okay, Erica. Let's do that. <laughs> Erica, okay. Let's do it. I love it when the scorekeeper is the tough crowd. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Uh, wh- what have you rolled there, Jason? It's a four. A four. All right. This is coming from Trivia Pursuit Volume 6. Not Genus. Volume 6. Uh, Come on. Yep. Science and nature. How about some consistency, people? <laughs> oh, no. That's not, that's not the Trivial Pursuit way. Uh, Science and nature. How many pounds of elk meat can the average wolf <laughs> devour in a single sitting, according to a Yellowstone Park study? Is it 5, 10, or 20? The average wow, this is wolf. common knowledge in Canada. <laughs> Sorry, any question that starts with how many pounds of elk meat. <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say... Five, ten, twenty. It's twenty. Yeah, always go with the over on those questions. It's always the high end. Hungry, hungry wolves. Wow. All right, we're doing great. This round's going great. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's gonna go just be great. Way to start us off right, Jason. (laughs) You're getting all the easy ones, Jason. Nice work. All right, well, Steve, uh, let's let's see if you can do better. (laughs) Okay, I rolled a one. Oh boy! All right, yeah. this is coming from the Star Trek 50 Anniversary Edition. Oh God. Crew members <laughs> is the category. Uh, Diana, unless it's Spock or Ponfar, I have no idea. <laughs> Diana Moldauer would eventually play Doctor Pulaski in Star Trek: The Next Generation, but in the original series, she played two different roles. What are they? You, yes, I oh, need them both. What? Oh. <laughs> this edition sucks. Yeah, right. <laughs> Oh, wow, man. that's hardcore nerdery in that edition. Uh huh. Yeah, so wow. this round is going. I could have told you she played Doctor Pulaski. <laughs> you give me that the other way around. <laughs> well, she's probably a yeoman of some kind. I don't think she's yeoman Rand, but that's the only one that comes to mind. And then I'll say she also was the computer. Nope. <laughs> Left yeoman. Not even. Not even close. <laughs> uh, somebody named Anne Mulhall and Miranda yep. Jones. And Miranda yeah. Jones, and is there in Truth No Beauty? That's a good one, but I didn't. Yeah, I couldn't have named both of them. No way. That's crazy. Wow. That's uh, that's a lot. All right, and Dad. Jason's just, a huge I, dork. Just, as someone who who knows lots of details about every single one of these Star Trek questions, and I still can't get them right. So that's how bad that edition yeah, is. Yeah, it's 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 not good. All right, Deb. The, gate, the gatekeeper edition. I think. <laughs> what have you rolled for us, Deb? I rolled a four. All right. Uh, once again, this is coming from the Harry Potter edition, and once again, yeah. it's magical objects. So, what yeah. object serves as the port key to take the Weasleys, Diggories, and Harry and Hermione to the Quidditch World Cup final? Port oh, key is capitalized if, if that's important. No, I know what a port key is. Um, is Quidditch an Olympic event, or has that been approved? I don't final? think it's on enough continents. continents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it is a collegiate event here. We have a local Quidditch Oh, college. And then they all sit and catch it. (laughs) You know know something? You can never underestimate the the idiocy level of college. In the wizarding world, they call it ketchup. (laughs) You know something? I honestly don't know, but I'm going to guess because usually the port keys were kind of ridiculous items. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to say a shoe. Oh, you're very close. Isn't it a boot? boot. It is a boot. But I can't uh, give it to you. That's not quite close enough. A boot. This is in the Canadian enough. edition. The Canadian <laughs> edition. <laughs> <laughs> it's a boot time. All right, Dan, let's see if we can, uh, between you All and Anthony, right. just sweep this with no points. 
Oh, I, I don't want to disappoint you, but I probably won't. See, I'm just uh, setting yeah, the bar low five. for you. All right. This yeah. is coming from Genus 4. Category 5 is sports and leisure. Who Ooh, held- I have this box. Oh. <laughs> Who held the Major League Baseball record of substance abuse suspensions with seven by 1995? <laughs> Oh, my God. In 1995. Uh-huh. Sid's crushed. Sid's oh, crushed. Wow. There's a lot of... I feel like there's a lot of options in there. 95. Substance abuse. Seven suspensions. Seven suspensions. I have jokes I want to make here, but they might be clues, so I'm going to yeah, just... Yeah, I know. I'm trying to think back <laughs> yeah. to... That's pre the whole home run race season. Um, Boy. Uh... I'm gonna I'm gonna get Jose Canseco. That is that is not it. It's, that I, came later. My, okay, my joke film? was it's got to be one of the New York Mets, right? <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's, that's my that's that's my joke. I assume it's Daryl Strawberry. Strawberry, or is it or is it um, Tim Raines? I don't uh, know. It's somebody named Steve Howe. Oh, Steve Howe. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Yep. I don't know. I've you, never even heard of him. You tried to oh, make yeah. that joke, Jason, and I just looked at Steven with the blankest look in my face. <laughs> but it was a good joke, right? For baseball people. Because like, yeah. the, the sure. 80s Mets had all sorts of drug problems. Anyway. I, yeah. I did. Okay. They were. I, I a whole miniseries Well, Anthony, yeah. I hope you do better than I do. Good luck. <laughs> I mean, I won't if it's a question the of baseball. Baseball fans out there are loving <laughs> it. Yep. That's all. Yep. yep. That same 1986 Mets crushed the heart of probably young one, one young Dan Moore in 1986. That's true. That's all the drugs. <laughs> little little six-year-old Dan. Mm-hmm. So we've already earned Steven's derision this round. You're our only hope for like ultimate derision not happening. So I hope you I hope you get one. All right. What'd yeah, you roll, Anthony? That's not gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a five. All right. This is coming from Genus Three, Category Five, still sports and leisure. What baseball owner got a two-year suspension for making illegal contributions to Nixon's presidential campaign? <gasps> Finally, I, one I know. I don't. <laughs> baseball owners? Bad I barely know NFL owners, and that's a sport I do actually follow. I mean, uh, Spyro Agnew. I have no idea. <laughs> wow. Do they give him a baseball team, too? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, at least we have a, a full sweep of, of zero on this. Does anybody else know this one, all you baseball folks? It's Steinbrenner. It's Shot? It, Steinbrenner. It's Steinbrenner. Yes, George uh, Steinbrenner. Steinbrenner. Mm-hmm. Might be mm-hmm. definitely for All right, uh, Steven? Who's Steinbrenner? Well, George, George Steinbrenner, Steinbrenner. He, he owned the Yankees. Yankees. He's the famous. You remember Seinfeld? George got yeah. a job that's, with the Yankees and he had the blowhard boss. That's George Steinbrenner. That's yeah. the only that's Larry reason David I know him. doing George Steinbrenner. But yeah, if you were going to know one baseball, yeah, owner, he would be the one. It would be, it would George, be George, Steinbrenner. George Steinbrenner. Yeah. And didn't, I didn't even know him. Didn't, <laughs> didn't the Yankees radically improve during those two years that Steinbrenner wasn't allowed? Yes, to they own did. The team? Yeah. Mm. Yes, they did. And then they came along. Back, they, he came back in 1977 and they actually won the World Series, which yeah. I can confirm no one in this round of Brandon Pursuit did because no one scored any points. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, uh, Jason, we're back to you. Let's have this be a terrible round, you guys. Let's, let's just get no points. <laughs> okay. We can nail that one. Finally, some expectations I can meet. <laughs> Here we go. Mm-hmm. It's a four. All right. It's coming from Junior Trivia 1. So think like a five to nine-year-old from 1983. What would you do? And I don't think they mean you specifically. What would you do with cappuccino? I know you're not a coffee fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. In Tell general, what, would what, would one, what one would do is drink it. You are correct. You got it <gasps> word for word. We've got a point. Mm-hmm. You're only one off from the lead, Jason. Yep. Oh, oh my God. The days of yeah. 1983 when cappuccino was exotic. <laughs> Yes, indeed. Now, Isn't that a thing I, only monks drink? Now, actually, <laughs> a five to nine year old, hopefully. <laughs> the uh, the next card 
is a checks trivia card. So I'm gonna need oh uh, I'm gonna need to roll a D8 unless you happen to have a D8 there. I, I have a D8 here, mm-hmm. but you can also first roll a D6 because if you happen to match, I that, did uh, not. I okay. rolled a D6 and did not match, so okay. I rolled a D8 and I got a four. All right, so this is music trivia, checks music trivia from 1984, and the fourth question on the card is. Name the Van McCoy disco dancing tune that went gold in 1975. Stephen is chair dancing right now, oh, you guys. Oh, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. what, what was... I, I need this all again. Yeah, um, sure. Name the Van McCoy disco dancing tune that went gold in 1975. Van is capital V and capital M-N-C for and what's, McCoy. And what's the category? Music. It is music trivia. Oh, well, I don't have any idea, so I'm going to say disco duck. <laughs> was it the Star Wars version of the disco? Uh, nope. No, that's Miko. Was the hustle. This was is, it... is uh, do the save game. Do the hustle. Yep. It's the hustle. Yep. Nope. Wasn't going to get that one. That question could have also been name the Van McCoy song. Yeah, I know. I know. And it didn't matter to me. Did not matter. Too young. All right, Steve. We are to you. Oh boy. I've noticed his enthusiasm is dipping. With each round. <laughs> mm. uh, I got a four. All right. This is coming from Genus 2, the only sold in Canada edition. Mm. Uh, the category is art and literature. What group of seven member painted the Red Maple, Nelly Lake, and Above Lake Superior? Group of seven is capitalized. So what group of seven member? And then the Red Maple, Nelly Lake, and above Lake Superior are all each italicized. You just got yourself a Canadian question. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow is right. Mm-hmm. I, it's I, like, so, I love these questions when the verb is surprising. I, you know what? Painted you know, is the word. <laughs> painted I, art. I, I have to laugh at this because we went to, we were in Ottawa last fall and we went to the art museum and I learned all about the group of seven, but I can't remember any of their names. <laughs> <laughs> I assume we're talking about some sort of art collective um, with the group of seven. I have not yet taken the Canadian citizenship exam, so I have no idea. And I hope it's not yeah. on there. Um, and I can't think of a single Canadian painter, nor would I want to be able to. So, um, <laughs> oh. He probably has painted in the past. Um, let's see. Horses, only paintings. I don't know. The only person I can think of that paints things like lakes and pastoral scenes and that sort of thing right now is Andrew Wyeth. So let's say Wyeth. It is not that. Hey, Stephen, Canadian. Uh, nope, it is not. It is not Emily Carr. Okay, that's all I know. He he literally pulled a book off the shelf and pointed at the uh, the, uh, the author. No, it's somebody named A.Y. Jackson. So there you go. Hey, Jackson. (laughs) Why, Jackson? Why? Why? Was Emily Carr one of the group of seven? I think she was, yeah. Okay, wow. Canadian. She's the Canadian fawns of the artist scene. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at least we've got our Canadian content in. That's taken care of. We can check that box. And Deb, you can roll it. Thank goodness I could be a part of that. (laughs) Get the government grant, now. I have another six. It's not been lucky for me yet. All right. Well, maybe this time it will. This is coming from the Disney Walt Disney Family Edition. It's the Grown Ups box. Um, so, okay. Deb, welcome to the world of leisure. What year in the 1980s produced what's considered the century's best Bordeaux? Yes, <laughs> century's yes. best wow. Bordeaux. It's a one in ten. Seize candy. Um. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, it goes. It goes well with twenty pounds of raw elk meat. <laughs> <by the way>. <laughs> <laughs> what doesn't? Um, 
pick a year in the 80s. <laughs> let's, let's spin let's the wheel. Let's see. <laughs> Uh, you know, let's go for the 1985, like dead, dead in the middle. Mm, I'm afraid it's not. It is. Uh, 1987. Uh, nope. Mm-mm. 1983. <laughs> this game is making me dead in the middle. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's 1982. Mm-hmm. 82. Oh, <laughs> Come on. Gonna say How did I not know that? Yeah. Idiots. <laughs> so yeah, um, Dan, roll. <laughs> this game is really, oh, really disheartening. Boy. I apologize to everybody involved. I can't wait for the scorekeeper to decide that it's over. (laughs) (laughs) Put us all out of our misery for before it started. Uh, Erica, I got a three. All right. This is coming from Genus 4. Category 3 is history. What Arab intoned, quote, I want a homeland even if the devil is the one to liberate it for me. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Re, uh, say that again. What Arab intoned, I want a homeland, even if the devil is the one to liberate it for me. And that quotation is in quotation marks. I'm going to say Prince Faisal. Good guess, but that's not it. Damn it. Mm, it's uh, Yasser Arafat. Arafat. Ah, bugger. Uh-huh. Arafat. Arafat. All right. Well, let's, it's always Arafat. Let's, let's go to Prince Faisal Arafat. like the American tail main character. <laughs> I think he was there. <laughs> well, wait till, wait till he goes west. Then really should, you should really, yeah, his appearance in Lawrence of Arabia is surprising. <laughs> and adorable. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's standing at the edge of the desert singing somewhere out there. It's really yeah. kind of iconic. That's, that's it true. Yeah. All right, Stephen, how about hat. our uh, super quick score update? Jeez. Hang on. Doesn't Anthony get to oh, go right. before Sorry, we do Anthony. that? Or we <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, it may be a foregone conclusion. Oh, and once sorry. Anthony uh, gets this question wrong, I'll read you the scores for this. Oh, <laughs> I am sorry. I guess the game is already half over in my head, too. You uh, are not sorry. <laughs> no, I really am. I'm I'm Canadian and Midwestern. I'm double sorry. Uh, oh. Yeah. So, Anthony, so, you do get to roll. <laughs> I was taking too long to ride up to that watering hole. <laughs> No reference, reference acknowledged. No, never oh, mind. Oh, yeah, no. I got it. Okay. It's my favorite five. movie. Five. All right, this is coming from the classic edition. Category five is science and nature. What notable filmmaker is, is responsible for founding Pixar? Uh, George Lucas. It is indeed. Oh, and I just learned something really fun. The classic edition is one of the newer editions of Trivial Pursuit that sometimes gives you some extra information on the card. So that's fun. It says uh, George Lucas. And then it also says, but it was Steve Jobs who saved the company after mm-hmm. buying it in the mid 80s. Yep. So indeed. a little extra mm-hmm. info. Mm-hmm. Good. But Steve well, Jobs, notably not a filmmaker. Neat. Not a filmmaker. Yep. Yep. Thank you for proving me wrong, Anthony, by getting a question correct. You can roll again. <laughs> I could hear Stephen seething as I got it right. (laughs) (sighs) I do this in pen, not pencil, all right, Anthony? Think about that next time. I have rolled another five. Oh, that means you get to choose the edition your question comes from. I am going to go for, speaking of Mr. Lucas, the Star Wars classic trilogy. (laughs) All right. Let me just quickly zip to one of those cards. I mean, I should probably go for the Disney Junior, but you know, what the hell. (laughs) All right. We have the Star Wars Classic Trilogy Edition, and it was a five. So your category is droids, creatures, and aliens. So who discovered the Falcon's hyperdrive had been deactivated by plugging into Cloud City's central computer? 
Ah, that would be R2-D2. It would indeed. You get to roll again. Hey. No, it was Luke. Luke plugged in. <laughs> he plugged in and went, whoa. Well, I was, was just it thinking, was, like, was do they mean, like, with a, you know, with a, a wire, or do they mean like literally, plug? yeah. Literally plugged in. Yeah. He has his little socket thing that he sticks out and yep. plugs it's into the yeah. That's the one. I rolled a one. All into right. The cigarette lighter. This is coming from the TV edition, which, fun fact, my new least favorite edition of Trivial Pursuit. <laughs> oh, <great. laughs> yep. What? Uh, What's wrong with this one? <laughs> well, it came out in 1991, uh, and it's Ugh, sounds- 1991. <laughs> well, terrible I mean, year for uh, never mind. TV. Sounds like it would be really, really fun, but like 90 percent of the questions are incredibly obscure things from like the 50s uh, that most people haven't heard of. Also, the cards are only laminated on one side, which really bothers me. So mm. mm-hmm. the blue category That's- is just Mr. Peepers. <laughs> <laughs> you see, this is what I like about all the different editions: is Erica giving shade. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Tell me again what number you got there. I was so upset about the TV edition. I forgot. <laughs> it was a one. All right. Uh, this question is coming from the classics category. So what two producers of radio quiz shows took a chance on producing TV's What's My Line? And What's My Line is italicized. <laughs> I can't think. That's one radio <laughs> quiz master asking another radio quiz master that question. Mm-hmm. I am hard pressed to think of a question for which I am less likely to get the answer (laughs) in this category. I I genuinely have no idea. I don't know any American radio producers. Yeah, it's... uh, Is it Goodson and Todman? It is. (laughs) Wow. Goodson and Bill Todman. Yes. uh, They produced like every game show throughout the early 80s, late 70s. Wow. uh, Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't know that, so this remains my least favorite edition. <laughs> <laughs> it's the lamination. Be honest. Yeah, that's, that's, well, th- that would be tied with the uh, the '60s edition because it's also not laminated correctly. But I don't expect to know '60s questions. I expect to know some TV questions, and I never do. So I hate it. I, th- I think baby boomers have very adequately laminated the 1960s and made us forget about all its problems. But <laughs> uh, Stephen, now you can do your score update. I know it's more difficult now. Thanks, Anthony. It is a little bit. I had to do some math, but Anthony now leads this uh, epic contest with what? three, wow. uh, Dan Morin with two, everyone else with one. So one wow. good solid round could put anyone in the lead here in round <laughs> Will five. this be that round? We're all within striking distance. Mm-hmm. Very exciting. All right, Jason, start us off. Three. All right. This is coming from the 1990s uh, time capsule edition. Came in a, in a cute tin. The 1990s oh, edition co- uh, tells me what year specifically the questions are coming from. This card is all questions from 1996. So keep that in mind while you answer this question in the category of viewing. What movie starred Leslie Nielsen as the ever slick agent WD-40? Oh, no. Hmm. <laughs> What movie? Mm. Mm-hmm. 1996. I think I saw oh. this. Oh, no. <laughs> For my sins. <laughs> oh, I think I have a guess. No, I know what it is, but I haven't seen it. <laughs> you guys are all over the map, but the question is, where's Jason? Oh, no. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, after The Naked Gun, uh, I, they cast him in other things. Um, so many other things. Oh, I did so see ma- it. Uh, I'm going to say brain donors. That is that is not it. Anybody That'd else? That would be Spy Hard. I it, was going to say Spy Hard. It is Spy Hard. Yep. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I did see I, it. I have not seen it. Not seen it. <laughs> I barely knew it existed. It was not great. I have seen it, and I could tell you nothing about it other than the fact that Leslie Nielsen was in it. 
Well, now you know his character name was Agent WD-40. So there you go. <laughs> That's, That's one more I thing. Think, I think we know everything we need to know about it. <laughs> yeah. I remember the credit sequence. It was a fairly decent parody of mm-hmm. opening sequences. How many pounds of raw elk meat could he eat in (laughs) one set of meals eat? Probably not 20. 40. You'd be surprised. Man loves his raw elk meat. (laughs) Uh, Actually, he is composed entirely of elk meat. (laughs) Not everybody knows that. He's actually Canadian, isn't he? Hashtag fun fact. All right, Steve, you get to roll. Whoopee! It's a four again. All right. Well, uh, that means you get category four, which is purple, which is this is the classic, classic edition. Oh. Yep. Um, which I have the wrong colors on my list for. It's 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 purple. Yeah, oh, this my, game is this game is null and void. I know, my, why is there a purple? I know. I I agree. Yeah, it says brown because apparently I copied it from the actual genus edition. But no, they changed it to purple. Yet another mm. complaint about this edition. Anyway, uh, category is art and literature. What okay. was the London building that the Tate Modern now occupies before it became an art museum? <laughs> the Tate Modern? Mm-hmm. Okay. The building that is now in used to be something else before it was a uh, Tower of London. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> that would be something. That was not it. Anthony, do you know this? It was a power, a power station. station, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. A, it, this says power plant, but yes. Yeah. Uh, also, yeah. extra information, conveniently located on the Thames, the Tate Modern opened in 2000. Yeah. yeah. You can go in for free. Oh. Just walk yeah, right, right over. Right. That's right why the, 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 the mm-hmm. main uh, entrance and exhibition hall is called the Turbine Hall, mm-hmm. ah, for nice. fairly obvious reasons. <laughs> All right. Well, Deb, you get to it was still a power station, you could go in and see uh, Robert Palmer yeah. and a couple mm-hmm. of the Duran <laughs> guys. Yep. Yeah. Well, when in London, visit the Tate Modern. It's great. Good drummer. It is. Thompson. All right. I have a six again. I think my dice is waiting. Oh, boy. Uh, good luck, Deb. This is coming from the classic edition. Rolling a six means sports and leisure. So, okay. which Seattle Seahawk football player was voted by users to appear on the cover of the video game Madden NFL 15? Too soon. What? <laughs> which Seattle, Seattle Seahawk, Seahawk football player was voted by users to appear on the cover of the video game Madden NFL 15? So we're looking for a Seattle Seahawk football player. <sighs> Okay. <laughs> Football fans are loving this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? I have to like I would have to take a wild guess here. Uh you know, I think I know like two Seattle Seahawks players like in the history of Seattle Seahawks players. <laughs> um it's, it's either Steve Largent or Jim Zorn. Those are your choices. Oh my gosh. Um those are just sounds. Those are Star Trek ensigns. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Ensign Zorn was killed by a... <laughs> he was driving the shuttlecraft Picasso. Uh-huh. Yeah. He was actually killed by a Gorn, strangely enough. <laughs> yeah. Zorn was Gorn? I mean, I honestly... I, I, I don't even know. I don't even know. Just, <laughs> Jesus. Like, it was not Jesus. It wasn't Jesus. It's not Jesus. Okay. He played like, for the I Dolphins. The Patriots, yeah. I watch football like so rarely. Like only when it's... Oh my gosh. And only if it's a... Super Bowl for the commercials. I mean, let's be honest. Um, and you know, I know Tom Brady wasn't a Seahawk, right? So that's not it. Um, I, I honestly don't have a flipping clue. Um, let's go with Tony Romo. 
That is not it. Does anybody else know this one? Russell Wilson? Nope. No, it was Richard Sherman. It, what? Yes, it was. Of course, Andrew. That's Sherman. what I was going to say. Wow. Because that was when his, his Chunky Soup commercial was out. And I remember well, that. It, it was when he vividly. was, you know, being controversial. Uh, yes. Yeah. There was all that press coverage. I it should have, have been Marshawn Lynch, but. I've never that, heard Marshawn Lynch was the one that came to my mind. I yeah. was like, I think that's the only one I know. <laughs> I think, you know, that's a name that I was reaching for because that's one that I recognize. But of course, my mind went completely blank because, you know, football trivia. Like what? Of course, it was the Stanford guy, not the Cal guy. I can tell you who the runner up was in the 16 player bracket because it is on the card. Was it me? Uh, it was not. It was Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. So oh. there you go. I mean, it was yes. Panthers. I've heard of Cam Newton. I haven't heard of that other guy. So hmm, interesting. All right. Well, Dan, it is your turn. Man, imagine All if right, it was Cam so. Newton, like... But not wearing his uniform, like, at the after show. (laughs) Uh, I got five. All right. This is coming from the Star Trek 50 Anniversary Edition. All right. Category five, science and technology. What device did the crew use to understand alien languages? And this is from the original series. This is from the original series. For God's sake. Oh, boy. It's it's from the original series? Well, Mm -hmm. I hope. Uh, the Universal Translator? That's the one. Congratulations Woo! on, on the, getting a Star Trek question. Shuttlecraft Picasso, of course. We yeah. use the Universal Translator. Yep. It's, so. it's Duolingo on the runabout. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a that's a real whiplash in question level there. Wow. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's why I, yeah. that's not a great... The, the, the genre licensed ones are usually terrible. Real hit or miss there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking right. of which, you get to roll I again. roll again. I got a one this Dan, time. Dan, are you really complaining about the addition? You just got a rare <laughs> point. Yeah, yes, yes. All right, this is coming from Genus 5. The category is People and Places. What British land did the Romans call Cambria? Or Cambria, what, I'm not sure. What British land? Yes. It's a weirdly worded question. That is a weird. Yeah, I mean, it could have. They could have. I assume they mean one of the parts of of the (laughs) now United Kingdom. (laughs) Uh Uh, Maybe they didn't want to give it away too clearly. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm Um. No matter what I answer here, I feel that I will be wrong, and it will, and I will look dumb. That's random pursuit. Welcome to ah, it. Excellent. Glad to hear it. Mm-hmm. This is why um, I run the show. <laughs> Don't appear on it. Let's say Wales. You're right. It's yes. Wales. Oh, excellent. All right. Whew. Way to let me down by getting the question right. So you get to roll again. All right. One more and you're you in a, the lead, Dan. I got a three. All right. This is, once again, coming from the Star Trek 50th Anniversary Edition. So... <laughs> Will it be a Come ridiculously- on, Universal Translator yeah. level question. Oh. All right. The category is Starfleet. During the second season of the original series, uh, the network executives wanted to cancel Star Trek due to low ratings. What changed their minds? <laughs> well, my first thought is better ratings? <laughs> uh, um, oh, boy. Mm-hmm. What changed, what changed their, their minds? Mind? The promise Window of an pain. all street, uh, all Star Trek streaming service some 50 years in the future. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, long game. Yeah. Very uh, long. Uh, the addition of Pavel Chekhov. <laughs> Great guess, Dan. <laughs> Did happen in the second season. Yeah. They think, read the script for Spock's brain and got really excited. <laughs> you, you think you, it's a letter writing campaign? It was. This is one of the few questions uh, right. I actually knew the answer to. Yeah. I yep. forgot about that. I knew that was a thing. Yep. All right. Anthony, it's your turn. 
Didn't Aroma we meet the uh, originators of that? Uh, yeah, Bijo Trimble. Yeah. We, we hung out with her tonight. Yeah. Yep, she was very cool. Yeah. All right, what was your number, Anthony? I rolled a three. Three. All right, this a is three. coming from the Silver Screen Edition, which came out in 1983. Important to know. The category is off screen. What two actors. <laughs> <laughs> what two, so forget about all that. So just trivia then. <laughs> this category is called etc. <laughs> what two actors were nominated for best actor for network? That Stephen is raising his hand. Isn't that delect directly relevant to a movie? That's not off screen. Well, it is off screen because <laughs> I just give them the award <laughs> on the movie. In the movie. Yep. Is it? Is Imagine it? that, man. That, like as the credits roll, they step out and say, "Congratulations, <laughs> <And> you're both <laughs> nominated." <laughs> oh, Stephen uh, is raising his hands like Horshack right now. I'm not letting you answer this. Yeah. Yeah, you may as well because out. here's the thing: I've never seen Network. Oh. oh. Oh, I know it. You know how I, mean, I feel you know, about that, Anthony? I'm mad as hell. You're right. Yeah, I mean, we yeah. all, you know, I know the references and everything, but I've never actually seen it. I have no idea who's in it. Nobody's ever actually seen Network. <laughs> <You> just hear <laughs> I actually did watch it. No, you didn't. I own it on Blu-ray. <laughs> yes, it's it was, it's in our home. Maybe, it was actually it was broad, Spy Hard. It just it was had a different title. News. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, I, I genuinely don't know. Go for All it. right, Stephen, please answer. What I think it was one of five five acting uh, nominations and three wins, I mm -hmm. believe. No, two wins because uh, the best actor was William Holden and Peter Finch. The mm -hmm. Peter Finch, of course, won it posthumously, and then Faye Dunaway, I think, won for best actress. Ned Beatty won for I know was nominated for best supporting actor for one day and then Beatrice Strait was on screen for less than five minutes and won a Best Supporting Actress for Network. There's something wrong with you, Steve. Ned, Ned Beatty. This is not the first time yeah. I've heard that speech, I would just like to point out. You should hear Ned Beatty's speech. It's amazing. <laughs> How many times did this question come up? <laughs> <laughs> like I said, we have this movie in our house. Also, somebody really likes Oscar trivia. I do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where is the Oscar? Where is the Trivial Pursuit Oscar uh, ah, edition? Maybe you need to write it's, it. There is one, but it's all about Oscar the Grouch. Oh, <laughs> and Oscar Isaac, oddly enough. Um, I'm in. Oh, yeah, Who played right. Oscar the Grouch yeah. once? Uh, and the Sylvester Stallone classic film, Oscar. Oh, yes. <laughs> that is a classic. That's a really good film. Uh, the score. Is it really? <laughs> yeah. No, it is genuinely a good film. It's very funny. Oh, mm. Well... Think other, my doubts. other things you'll learn about in Oscar, <laughs> the trivia That'll teach us. <laughs> yep. The score after round five is Dan with four, Anthony with three, everyone else with one. Oof. All right. Well, yeah. <laughs> that could change at any moment. So, Jason, start us off. Two. All right. Coming from the Star Trek 50 Anniversary Edition. Oh, boy. Ca wow. Category two, locations. And yeah, we're still. Locations. Oh, they're going to make me name a stupid planet. Oh, <laughs> yes. Planets are so dumb. Yes, they Welcome are. Welcome to the world of worlds. Mm. They got there on the Picasso. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We are still talking about the original series TV show because I have yet to shuffle the cards. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Many times. Yeah. Uh, what planet was the Enterprise supposed to survey as a test of the M5's capabilities? Oh, my God. What are they? Oh, that's so ridiculous. Well, that the episode was the ultimate computer. And it had Dr. Daystrom on it. I'm and, giving you uh, so a, many nerd points, but that doesn't... It was a uh, very <laughs> exciting episode, and who cares what planet they were assigned to? Jason, I believe you'll find it's it the Universal, Universal Translator. Universal <laughs> That's my fine... Um, Rigel 7. It, it does have a number in it, so good job. Of course it has a number in it. It always has a number in it. Yep. Uh, it is uh, Alpha Carine 2. 
Of course it is. Mm-hmm. Sure. Why, yes. why would I not know? I've seen that episode a thousand times. Why would I not have remembered the planet right that they the were the mentioned in a captain's log where they were going to, which they never got to? Of course. You see, if, if Liz or, or Kat oh Griffiths were here, they would have gotten that right because they remember all the planet names and it's frightening. No, no. All like, right, Steve. It's not important. Steve, it's your turn. Don't remember it. Oh, Listen, but, you, but, you sound upset. You all right, buddy? <laughs> Ooh, I'm, I'm really not. I'm really oh, not. I'm very upset. Upset at the Star Trek uh, trivia levels of difficulty. Remember, Steve, Steve, listen, listen, listen to Jason on Vulcan Hello on the Uncovered Network <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> to hear more of his Star Trek protestations. Like to know, like, like when you know you know too much about it, but still don't know the answer. That is the worst <laughs> yeah. feeling. Yep. All right. Well, Steve, I'm sorry you don't get to roll this time because you're getting a checks pocket trivia question from the 50s Woo! and 60s. So unless okay. you have a D8 lying around right there. I do, as a matter oh, of fact. Go ahead and roll it then. So, ha, 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 I do get to roll. Mm-hmm. And it's an eight. Oh, my goodness. All right. Pocket trivia, 50s and 60s, written in 1984. The question okay. is, <laughs> under what label were Dion Warwick's 1960s hits recorded? Ooh. Oh. I feel like it's got to be Motown. Uh, yeah, let's say Motown. I mean, that's a great guess, but the is answer is... Dax? Deca? Nope. Deca? It's something Dax? I've never heard of. So. Miscellaneous W through Z. It's a <laughs> scepter. 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 Wow. I did... Were they... Yep. James Bond yeah. shut them down later. <laughs> 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 they weren't treating their artists very well, and James Bond had to step in. Yeah. Oh, so, uh, sorry about the checks trivia. <laughs> Hey, keeping the streak alive, baby. <laughs> All right, Deb. No points. All right. A six. <laughs> you need a new die. <laughs> Your die is weighted against you. That's the worst part. Seriously. Yeah, or you need to get dice by peak elk. Well, that's the thing is, in every other scenario, probably rolling a six on a d6 is pretty great. Mostly, not yeah. Here. Mm-hmm. Not this. Not in this. Not this well, time. I mean, at least this time, your question is coming from the junior fourth edition. So, oh, like that's going to make a difference on the role that I'm on. Yeah, uh, let's humiliate we'll me see. further. Okay. The category is green. That's games. So, okay. What Olympic sport? Here we go. <laughs> what <laughs> Olympic sport has athletes racing a small one person's. Wait, sorry. Let me start that over. There's no A in there. What Olympic sport has athletes racing small one person sleds down a steep run? Okay. So that's, that's. Not the Bob. Is it More the Olympic s- questions? Like the skull? Is that what it's called? The skull, the 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 skull sled that one person's on, and they're not protected. They're just kind of laying there. Is is that your guess? Oh, I'm, oh, <laughs> I know that's not the right word, but I'm on the right track. Does that make sense? Uh, um, uh, you're not. <laughs> I'm not on the right track. No. Well, there's um, two potential options here. It's kind of a. Big well, question. Is it could be a bobsled? I mean, it, I guess maybe. Um, let's go with bobsled. It's it's not. That's not one of the two options. Nope. Don't, it don't be a loser. Luge. It could be luge. It could, it could be skeleton. 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 That's what, That's was what I was of. thinking of. Skull skeleton. I knew I you were right, you know, I was on the right path that, but, there. Yeah. Okay. Luge. All right. 
I had never even heard of Skeleton until recently. Was that? Yeah, a, I just heard, I heard it too. Well, it is a relatively recent. Okay, so tradition. that might not have even been a. Uh, what is the difference the between sport? a skeleton and a luge? You go down head first. A skeleton, I you go on head first. Yeah, yeah. 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 Just like Why laying, would you do it's that? Terrifying. Because you end up as a skeleton if you crash. <laughs> 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 well, okay, that makes sense then. Never mind. Or a skull. You're just a skull oh, by the time they pick up the pieces. Well, that's right. That's why it's got its other name, skull. But I think skeleton skull. The skull is usually pulverized. They rebranded it because skull calling it skull was. <laughs> too scary for the Olympics. Mm-hmm. So. But this skeleton. edition is from 96, you said, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yep. Yeah, yeah I think go. Skeleton right. comes after uh, that, yeah. Dan, go ahead and roll. Yes. Named after Skeletor, Whoa. of course. Yeah. Ah, yes, mm-hmm. Skeletor's uh-huh. favorite he sport. well known for going headfirst down uh, icy <laughs> tracks. Bob Sled is his enemy. I <laughs> know, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm Sled. Bob Sled. I like Bob um, Sled. <laughs> he's, he's, he's okay. He's all right. Uh, all right. Eric, I rolled a five. All right, this is coming from the classic edition. Category five is science and nature. Hmm. Weighing in at approximately three pounds, what is the most complex object in the known universe? I'm sorry. Say that again. (laughs) You got it. (laughs) Weighing in at approximately three pounds, what is the most complex object in the known universe? (laughs) It's not an Olympic question. Something like a bet. My die. A three pound pound bag of checks mix. No, um. (laughs) I'm going to say the the human brain. You are exactly correct. Good job. (laughs) Human brain. I'm reminded of the Emo Phillips joke. I used to think the human brain was the most complex object in the universe. And then I remembered, look what's telling me that. (laughs) That's a good joke. (laughs) I thought the human brain weighed about four pounds, ten, but maybe I... Uh, I have rolled a six, which is not a great number. Well, it's coming from genus five, so it's wild card. So, could be anything. Oh, okay. Could be anything. Ooh, I like this question. What venerable booze outfit's primary source of income became entertainment once it acquired Universal Records? Anytime I get to say booze, it just makes me hard. Read read that again (laughs) for me so I can process it. Booze is a fun word. (laughs) It is. What venerable booze outfit's primary source of income became entertainment once it acquired Universal Records? Yeah, I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. You're using the most like complex. Thing, you're using the most like complex thing, object in the universe. It's, it's a thing I should know. I feel like, um, but I guess I did not was not cognizant of the fact that a uh, venerable booze outfit <laughs> bought uh, bought Universal Records. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, booze, hard alcohol sounds like. So. Uh, I like your logic. Yeah. Venerable booze mm-hmm. outfit is my pseudonym. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. It's what you yeah. wear on uh, Saturday nights. <laughs> <laughs> I've been known to wear a venerable booze outfit or two. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Stalling for time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's not working. <laughs> great. It's not. It's really you not. Has it getting anywhere? Mm-mm. Are you winning uh, some? <laughs> yeah. Let's just say um, Diageo. <laughs> it is not. Seagram. It is a Seagram. Seagram. Edgar oh. Bronfman bought the you got oh, me in right. business. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Bronfman. I forgot about this. Him. Is one of those games where Jason knows everybody's all questions, the ghost but, points. but his. I have all the ghost points. <laughs> Jason's going to turn into a ghost, and I have. I am already a ghost. That <laughs> wow. Star Trek question killed me, and now I am a ghost <laughs> or a skeleton. Uh, so Jason is himself a venerable booze outfit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> 
Oh, Anthony, please roll. I rolled a four. Category four in the Baby Boomer edition is publishing. What was the first... <laughs> what do you know about that? <laughs> Sucker. I mean, Anthony's not exactly a baby boomer, so good luck. Uh, what was the first book that delved into Watergate? <laughs> oh, God. Mm-hmm. The first yeah, book no. delved um... into Watergate. The Baby Boomer edition was published in 1983. I don't know if that helps. No, not really. Um, I mean, I'm guessing the first book about Watergate came out before 1983, but what do I know? This would be a very interesting question if it didn't. Because it'd, spe- it'd be a speculative <laughs> well, that's, question that's then. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> what will be the first? True. Um, I have no idea. I'm going to say, just on a whim, on a guess, say it was called All the President's Men. It was indeed. Congratulations. Yeah. It was. Oh, yeah. yep. Oh, Good yeah. work. The movie version wow. of which got Jason Robards a Best Supporting Actor nomination. Beating <laughs> out <laughs> Stop, baby. You're not playing, Stephen. You're not playing. Wow. I'm amazed that they kept that title for a movie that somebody didn't go, no, that's a terrible title. Need mm-hmm. to change it. All right. You get to roll again. I rolled a two. All right. This is coming from the Harry Potter edition. Oh, Category no. two is Hogwarts. Who does Hermione invite to Slughorn's Christmas party? <laughs> Some of these words have meaning to people. Not to me. Um, A slughorn is what you drink venerable booze No, I was going to say Hagrid. (laughs) (laughs) It it was not Hagrid. It was somebody named Cormac McClagan. Oh. So there you go. Good old Cormac McClagan. Yep. Author of The Road. we all call (laughs) Picked out of the Scottish name generator, I believe. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, at the end of... She invited him because she knew it was going to be real messed up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Heading into the final regular round. Oh. In which we'll do one more round of, of uh, three maximum three questions and then Yeah, because the maximum round. three questions is really an issue here. Yeah, I know. Yeah. How are you going to decide <laughs> the order? Is oh, my it, well, I'll, tell, I'll decide You're going to have this. to get random.org involved? <laughs> Maybe. Actually, has anybody uh, had a sweep yet? No. Well, not yet, we but there's really still not. time, Anthony. Uh, Dan Warren has five. Anthony with four. Jason, Steve, and uh, Deb, the latter of whom got their first questions right and none since, uh, sit with <laughs> one. Do you want some more if, salt for that wound, Steve? Wow. If there's a sweep in this final round, it's going to be a very long night. <laughs> uh, no, this is we have one more round of three, three questions, and then after that will be the final round. So this is the penultimate oh. round here. Okay. Yep. Okay. All right, because otherwise you're right. It would be a very long night. Jason, start us off. Sure. Three. All right. This is coming from the Doctor Who edition, which, like the Star Trek one, sometimes has great easy questions and sometimes really tough ones. This is coming from the 2013 edition, as an FYI, because, yeah, we've got multiple. Uh, The category is episodes and stories. In The Unicorn and the Wasp, what does the Vespiform drop onto the housekeeper, Miss Chandrakala, to kill her? In the Unicorn and the Wasp, mm-hmm. what does oh, the yeah. Vespiform drop <laughs> onto the housekeeper, Miss Chandrakala, to episode. kill her? Now, so to truly Liz this, I think I'm going to need to recount the entire plot of the Unicorn <laughs> and the Wasp. <laughs> it was a Starfleet Regulation shuttlecraft. Mm-hmm. Around what Alpha does Emicron. It drop on too. her? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yep. 
It's questions like these why I don't play Doctor Who trivia too, Jason, just so you know. Like, you don't know the answers. Well, the first murder is with lead piping, but that's not Miss Chandrakala, I think. She comes later and has, because also, if you brutally murder someone with lead piping, do you say you dropped it on her? I don't think you do. <laughs> Drop the hammer. Technically, I dropped it really hard with my hand. Angle-wise, maybe. <laughs> um, is it a peppy little European motor scooter? <sighs> well, also, if you use lead piping, don't you have to specify which room it was in? <laughs> yes well i mean that, that's sort of the point of that episode mm-hmm. it's a very it's an oh, agatha christie okay. episode it's literally agatha christie's in it mm-hmm. and there's an agatha christie christie murder in the episode and a mystery is solved and i'm gonna say a chandelier i like that a- that answer that's that's not right though it's a I'm, painting it's a, a, pi- uh, nope. a piano nope it's, it's heavy uh, air conditioner gargoyle it's a gargoyle yep 20 gargoyle. pounds of elk meat <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a way to go. Just be, I think you'd just be a mess at that point. <laughs> yeah. All right, Steve. Yeah, I was so excited that the answer was going to be the lead pipe, and then, of course, it was not the Mm-mm. murder I remember. It was the <laughs> you remember the wrong slide. murder. Great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Steve, you may roll. I have rolled the loneliest number. Six? Six? <laughs> One. <laughs> no, okay, I figured. Uh, this is another Doctor Who question. Once again, from the 2013 oh, edition. So, remember all those Gallifrey ones you attended, Steve. Yep. This is, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you've been yep. there. It's a William Hartnell question. You, you got it nailed. All right. Uh, the category is Time Lords. What was the name of the Ood who visited the 10th Doctor during his final adventures and eventually oh. sang him to his sleep? God damn it. I don't get those <laughs> questions. Universal Translator questions. <laughs> I feel like it's the not. Name- this is not quite <laughs> Universal Translator level. <laughs> level. No, can not you re- quite. Repeat the question. Oh, I sure not that it's going to make any difference. <laughs> what was the name of the Ood who visited the tenth Doctor during his final adventures and eventually sang him to his sleep? Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't know this one? That's that's Ood, Ood a dude. <laughs> and was the Ood nude? The Ood was a nude dude, and as I recall, he was quite rude. And everybody booed. Yeah. Well, he, when he, at least he likes food. When the ood pooed, everybody did boo. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm going to need an That's answer. crude. Because it was kind of lewd. And um, I, I'm, not, I'm gonna say I don't like your attitude. Was, uh, I'm going to say, oh, fair enough. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say his name was Ukot. That was not it. Does anybody else know this one? The ood sigma. sigma. It is ood sigma, yes. Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good old Ood Sigma. Yep. He's a venerable right. Ood outfit. Sig. Siggy, we call him. Yep. Deb, it's your turn. <sighs> Let's see if I can get something other than a six. I got a six. <laughs> no, stop. Get I'm, get, I'm getting another die. I'm trying this again. Okay? <laughs> that's fine. I think that's fair. I got a four. Okay. I have a four this time. All right. Um, this is coming from the 1960s. And category four in the 1960s edition is music so the question is what iron butterfly album became the top-selling lp in atlantic <laughs> records history i mean maybe a six would have been better <laughs> i i might know this yeah. what actually what, because iron butterfly I album purchased my home the house i live in now um the previous owners left a giant steamer trunk filled with lps that Ooh. they just didn't want to get rid of and I, it's like the complete ouvoir of the 70s era of music, like everything, Led Zeppelin. Although this is from the 60s, so. 
I know, but there was a lot of '60s kind of mit- mixed in there. Um, this album is kind of a giant steamer, so that's an appropriate vessel. <laughs> <laughs> so I am going to say. I got two. I like two. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of. I'm like visually flipping through my record, co- my record collection downstairs. Um, uh, and you have two Iron it? Butterfly albums. <laughs> yeah, it's more right? than I've ever listened to. <laughs> um, well, I haven't actually listened to. Them. I've never heard of them. Um, <laughs> is it uh, Inagata in Devita? It is. Of it is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Name the Name Iron, Iron Butterfly, Butterfly album. <laughs> yes, that's right. Okay. In the Garden of Eden by Iron Butterfly. <laughs> Yes. You have to roll again. <laughs> Six. <laughs> wow. Oh, you had your shining die. moment in the sun. Mm-hmm. Second die. That's it. I'm doomed. But go ahead. Let, All right. Well, this is, this. again, coming from the 1960s edition. Category six is wild card. So it could be anything. What, <laughs> what color was the dust jacket for the rise and fall of the Third Reich? <laughs> <laughs> I move this question be stricken from the record. <laughs> okay. Just just repeat that yep. for me one more time. What color was the dust jacket for the rise and fall of the Third Reich? And the rise and fall of the Third Reich is italicized, being the title of a book that had a dust jacket that was a certain color. What edition was so, this again? Uh, I'm going to guess red. That's a good guess, but... It's black, isn't it? Black. It is black. Yep. I was going to say, it has to be black or red. Those were the mm-hmm. only real options. It's the only two options. Yeah. I, Green! I, I have, yeah. <laughs> a rather charming purple. Yeah. I vividly remember this on our shelf at home when I was a kid. <laughs> wow. I have some questions for you, Steve. This, uh, right. the, the 1960s edition is another one that's only laminated on one side of the cards. It's it's, it's another one that I'm not in love with. As is the say. rise of the <laughs> 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 tell you. The curse of the six continues. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad loved World War II books, so there uh-huh. were a lot of those on the show. All dads love World War II books. <laughs> if you go to the World War II Museum in in Louisiana, like it's just filled with dads, dads. Just dads. <laughs> having the best days of their lives. <laughs> Don't go on Father's Day; it's a mess. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dan, you get to roll. All right, I got a one. All right. It's coming from the Star Trek 50th anniversary edition. Why can't I get one Star Wars question? Just one. (laughs) Tricorder? (laughs) All right. uh, We're still on the original series. Someday I will shuffle them and put in some other ones. I promise. How about now? Uh, Do you want to do it now? No. So this uh, category is crew members. Any other Star Trek series I would know more about. (laughs) Well, you've got some knowledge gaps to fill in then, don't you, Dan? Thanks. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. Well, can you, do you know, what was Spock's betrothed wife's name? I should know. Uh, I was going to see what Spock's first name was. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, wait, did he have a first name? Is it Ebenezer Spock? What is, what's going on here? Mr. You, um, you couldn't pronounce it. Doc. <laughs> is his betrothed wife's name Paul? Nope. You're, nope. You're close. Pring. It is. Jason's got it. Jason, another ghost point for Jason. Tapal was oh, yeah. his mom, right? 
Yeah. To pa- okay. No, to no. Pa- is that Amanda is a mom. To Pow, to Pow is the oh, uh, that's right. old She's lady who runs the whole thing. That's and then right. To Paul is the Vulcan oh. character from Enterprise, Enterprise who was originally yeah. going to be To Pow, but they would have had to pay like somebody the rights to oh, yeah. for we're using doing, the character. We're not doing and they that. Were, they didn't do that. So, yeah. <laughs> of course not. Yeah. Well, I knew it started with T apostrophe P. <laughs> you, so you got it. That's, that's good. Solid. <laughs> Vulcan knowledge there. Yep. Yeah. Good job. And as Alan Partridge said, To Pow is Yorkshire for The Pow. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> right, Anthony. Had several hits in the uh, in the eighties. Yes. Indeed, yeah. yeah. But they went to New York. Two pop tarts. It's a good one. You know, Glenn was on TV. Pow. <laughs> of course, <laughs> Just a little Glenning. Hashtag Glenning. Uh, Anthony, what what have you rolled for us? I have rolled a one. All right, this is coming from the silver screen edition. <laughs> Anthony's spirit is broken. I think you ought to know I'm feeling very depressed. Is this on or off screen? Geography. I am just, no. It's not geography, though. It's settings. See, that's different because it's movies. Totally different. (laughs) Geography, but in a movie. Completely different. All right. So what 1965 comedy posted Bob Hope in Stockholm as an oil company executive? Comedy was in quotes. <laughs> it was not, but maybe it should have been. Uh, sorry, what edition was this? Yeah, this is from the Silver Screen edition, which oh, came out in nineteen eighty-three. Yeah. What nineteen sixty-five comedy posted Bob Hope in Stockholm as an oil company executive? I, I, I can't even guess. I have no <laughs> idea. Uh, it's it's a movie called I'll Take Road Sweden. To Sweden. Ah, see, New Sweden uh, would be yeah, not. Sweden's part yeah. of it, but yeah, I'll take Sweden. But not road. I would have guessed road to Sweden too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Doesn't Bing Crosby have to be in it if it's a road? Uh, well, you didn't say he wasn't. wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the uh, scores at the last regular round are as follows: Dan leads oh. currently with five, Anthony with four, Deb with two, Jason Pulling one, out. Steve one. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're going to start at the uh, at the top of the list. So we're going to we're going to have Dan first. And okay. no question limits, so you can just keep answering as long as you get them right. Um, All right, so one question then. <laughs> All right, well, I've rolled a four to begin my run towards the crowd. All right. Well, this is coming from the Walt Disney Family Edition Kids Box. Ooh. Mm-hmm. So, Dan, welcome to the world of fantasy. Who, who notes, quote, well, it's about time, end quote, when the whale finally opens its mouth in Disney's Pinocchio. Who notes, well, it's about time when the whale finally opens its mouth in Disney's Pinocchio. Oh my God, I do not remember the last time I saw Pinocchio. Is that, can you rewatch, like, is that, is that okay still or is Pinocchio out? (laughs) How's that movie? Does anyone remember? I don't Um, remember. It's been a long time since I've seen it too. I'm going to guess Geppetto. Oh, no. No, it's Jiminy Cricket, isn't it? Yep, I'm sorry. Oh God, I forgot he was in that. Uh, <laughs> shoot i hadn't given my final answer i hadn't even finished <laughs> <laughs> all right well uh, you're, you're still in the lead with with five yeah and you could dumb. definitely I should have given win. that a, a 30 seconds more thought all right well antony's next or no we, we're gonna well, loop he around hasn't won yeah. yet yeah. Yeah. somebody could still overtake him <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe all right we're gonna loop around to the bottom of the pack and we're gonna start with jason well, I just want to remind everybody that the only question I've gotten right was that you drink cappuccino. <laughs> <laughs> and I rolled a five. All right. This is coming from Genus 5. Category 5 is sports and leisure. What smooth talker sold the rights of the first Super Bowl to both NBC and CBS? What smooth 
stalker. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is impressive. Sold the rights of the first Super Bowl to both NBC and CBS. I mean, maybe not a criminal. Maybe that wasn't illegal mm. at the time. <laughs> yeah, it's very least immoral. Oh, well, oh, I'm going to say Al Davis. It was not Al Davis. Pete Rosell? Yep, it was Pete Rosell. Oh, Al Davis was involved because it was the AFL and the NFL, and he was the commissioner of the AFL. But oh well, I am out of my misery. That's <laughs> finally I got a question that I could have gotten right, that's, but didn't. That's something. That's yeah. That, mm-hmm. That's real sad. I'm sorry. Anyway, Jason. it's been great to be here. But you've got a pile of ghost points. You can just float away in your ghosty goodness. Uh, oh, I will. In your shuttle. <laughs> I have. Steve, you get to go next. Oh, boy, it's my turn again. Mm -hmm. Six. All right, this is coming from the 2000s edition. And category six is the orange category. So we have an orange card here. Sports and hobbies is the category. Your subcategory is all about the wedding. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Is that a sport or a hobby? (laughs) Please, God, don't be a royal wedding. (laughs) The question is... What disco-era novelty act serenaded Sharon and Ozzy Osbourne when they renewed their vows after 20 years of marriage in 2002? <laughs> disco-era novelty act. Mm-hmm. Well, since they say act, I'm not going to say Van McCoy. Because <laughs> that suggests there's more than one. Oh, God, a novelty act. Mm-hmm. A disco Wasn't like era. Every disco novelty era act. band a novelty act. <laughs> Say that to the Bee Gees face. Well, I think they predate the disco era by a long time. That is true. That is true. Um I let's let's say uh let's say they went with La Freak and it was chic. It was not Ozzy's kind of a freak. It was uh, the village. Is it no, it was oh, the village people. Village people. Oh, the village people. Mm-hmm. I kind of love that, <laughs> even though I didn't get it. <laughs> it's, that's, yeah, that's a thing. All right. Wow. All right. Well, I'm back here with you, Jason. Mm-hmm. Forever and ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One Great point. time. High five. All right. Um, woo! Well, Dad, Yay, it's not our turn anymore. <laughs> hey! <laughs> oh! Uh, oh, boy. Dev, I'm sorry to tell you that your final question, possibly, maybe not, uh, is coming from Czech's music trivia. So unless you have an eight-sided die sitting there, which I highly doubt, uh, and it, it, we all know it would just roll a six anyway. Uh, I was going to say, my, my die only has a six on it. It is a die that has lots of blank spaces and one six. So I have rolled a three for your music okay. trivia question. Uh, came out in 1984. Okay. The question is, what British group was the first to top the U.S. pop charts with Telstar in 1962? With Telstar. Yes. And that's in quotes because it's the name of the song. Capital T and then lowercase Telstar. T-E-L-S-T-A-R. What British group was the first to top the U.S. pop charts, comma, with Telstar, comma, in 1962? In 1962. hmm Well. Yep. I don't know that my... My British music knowledge goes back to 19... It all kind of started with the Beatles, you know, and everything forward and that, you know, British invasion. But 1962, mm-hmm. Telstar, that sounds like a guitar. It would be a guitar thing. Um, yeah, I just really don't know. 
Uh, Herman Hermit. Herman's Hermits. I know it's not right. That is that is not it. Anybody else know this one? The tornadoes, wasn't it? It is. It is tornadoes. So, yeah. yep. Well, I mean that that gives you twice as many points as the people that are coming in. Uh, well done, Deb. Well done. <laughs> yeah. That's really sad because I mean, cappuccino. Come on, that's not, not too hard to beat. <laughs> wow. Uh, what do you do with cappuccino? Pour it on your head. All right. Well, uh, Anthony is our last best hope for somebody to to beat Dan. Please, assuming, Anthony. assuming you're hoping for that, I, I certainly would not. not. <laughs> so uh, oh no, I rolled a six. Long string of questions about cricketers' brothers, right now. Uh, it will be. Uh, it's not about cricket, um, because it's from the Harry Potter edition. Oh God, no! <laughs> I'm so sorry. Harry Potter oh, in sports. <laughs> uh, so the category is. It's actually the category is animals and magical creatures. So. A hippogriff has the body, hind legs, and tail of a horse, and the wings and head of what creature? A hippogriff. Now, is this classic, like, D&D-style hippogriff? Or is this it is more a, manticore-ish? Or? This is no, a Harry Potter uh, hippogriff. Harry Potter. <laughs> classic yeah. hippogriff, man. Always go classic. <laughs> yeah, that's one of those albums in, uh, in Deb's steamer trunk, is the yeah. classic yeah, hippogriff. Classic hippogriff, man. Uh-huh. <sighs> Wings and head of what creature? I'm going to say an eagle. You're right. Good job. You got it. That's yeah. it. Nice. All right. The, if we end now, you're you're tied, but you get to roll again. <laughs> oh, no, wait. I rolled a six again, but that means I get to choose the edition, doesn't it? You, you sure oh. do. Yeah. Oh, the pressure. That's it. That's it. This oh, changes everything. This yeah. is big. Mm-hmm. This sends the game in a whole new direction. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Reference acknowledged. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Walt Disney Kids box. All right. Yes. <laughs> you drink yeah, cappuccino. You drink espresso. You just think of things you drink. All no right. more of this Star Wars crap trying to show off. Walt Disney Family Edition Kids box. Anthony, welcome to the world of leisure. When the chips are down, you go for the really quarterback sneak. Like, welcome to the world of tax-deferred <laughs> <laughs> quantum <laughs> physics. Well, it's... It, it, <laughs> I like that we have so many children's questions about beverages. What beverage goes best with Oreo cookies? Well, first what? of all, this is, this is a subjective question. Cappuccino is clearly uh, espresso, espresso, espresso is the answer. I, I, I would like to lodge a challenge with the scorekeeper. I mean, Coach's I just challenge. Um, you're going to have to lodge a, a challenge with uh, probably the Walt Disney Corporation from 1986. Mm, yeah, they're not here. <laughs> Stephen is. <laughs> This is going to be a proud moment for Anthony, I think. <laughs> this is amazing. If I get this... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it, is it milk? Thank you. It is milk. It what is percentage? milk. What percentage? Uh, it, it, it does not specify percentage, so it, I'm not going to require that. It all has to that. be milk. You can't put, like, water in there. 100% I was say, what, milk, yeah. What do you you mean? can't put, like, orange soda in your milk. It's Mm-mm. just got to be milk. Yep. So uh, you get to roll again. Is that just for bragging? Or? Yeah. Well, yeah, I was going to say, I'm tempted to go, you know what? We have always let people keep going if they want, but you don't have to. I, I, think, I think this is kind of like, uh, you know, you've just scored the game-winning home run in the bottom of the ninth, but uh, listen, we, we <laughs> you only have one out. Let's keep going. All right, right. Victory you wanna, lap. 
Yeah, we've got the stadium for another hour. You want to hit some uh, shacks and balls, hit some homers? Yeah. He's still got to run around the bases. In the Hugo-nominated alternate reality game, Blaseball, they make the losing team play the bottom of the ninth, even if they're behind, or even if they're even if the other team's ahead, the, the, the winning team gets to hit in the bottom of the ninth. It's called the shame inning. <laughs> <laughs> so we're in the shame portion of the show now. We, I kind of feel like we've been in that portion of the show yeah. for an awfully long time. Yeah. It's existed for a lot of people. Let's enough. just formalize it now, okay? okay. Mm-hmm. This right. is the cherry on top of the poop Sunday. <laughs> oh man! All right, you 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 can just declare yourself a winner, and we can call it there. No, I'll take one fine. more just for the embarrassment no, you, of getting. You don't get, want to be the answer to a trivia question that is how what were the worst mm-hmm. scores in random pursuit history? Right? So. Like, <laughs> I mean, what what happens if this question like has a negative point value? <laughs> <laughs> Does that open it back up again? Can we really good yes. question. Yes. Yeah, really good question there. Yeah, go, go ahead much better roll. than most of the questions in this episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go on, I rolled roll a two. All right. It's coming from the 20th anniversary edition. The 20th anniversary edition, no longer my least favorite. Uh, category two is entertainment. Or Sorry, no, it's not. It's stage and screen. Uh, oh, my. What Madonna movie inspired co-star Sean Penn to boast, this film doesn't need publicity. The people will go see it because we're in it. Uh, my God, Sean I, Penn grew out of that stage of his life. Right? Uh, yeah. I can't remember the name of the movie because <laughs> it didn't need publicity. So literally, why would you nothing it? is riding on this, Anthony. Just remember that. Yeah. In a sense, you've won by not knowing. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot remember. You didn't go see it just because they were in it. Hmm. Like I know it. I think so too. <laughs> I actually went to go see it because they were in it. <laughs> he was right. Maybe everything he's ever said has been right. Oh my yeah, god! That's definitely not the case. I don't know. I'm. Go- I think this is wrong. Was it presumed innocent? It was not. No. It's Shanghai, Shanghai surprise. Congratulations! Ghost points for us. I did not see that movie. <laughs> I even heard of it. <laughs> All right. Well, c- congratulations. It can only be because you didn't know Sean Penn and Madonna I, I were guess in. So, yeah. <laughs> Probably because they didn't do any publicity. Uh, so, congratulations, really, to everybody for hanging in there through that 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 grind. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> Seems Dismal. like a bit of a stray. Yeah. <laughs> the 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 final score is as such. Uh, Jason and Steve each had one uh, with a bunch of hard luck. L- listen, my first That's all we need. My first experience with uh, Star Trek fandom was I attended the premiere of Star Trek Insurrection, and there were a bunch of local Klingon fans uh, dressed up as Star Trek fans, but really as Klingons, and they were giving away posters, and they thought we're going to uh, ask trivia questions of the audience, and they thought they would start with an easy one, which was this. In the episode, The Trouble of Tribbles, how many Tribbles were sitting next to Captain Kirk's left arm in the final scene of the episode? And nobody knew it. Jason, I feel your pain. (laughs) Uh, Deb Stanish, who will be doing a retrospective on the Incomparable Network later this year about Shanghai Surprise, uh, finished with two points. Dan Morin, uh, up until the very end, uh, pulled a Bill mm. Buckner and uh, lost the, the last Jeez. point, thus, <laughs> thus allowing Anthony Johnson to storm ahead and uh, with six all out to win this edition of Random Pursuit. 
with six He's points. He's beating us at our American trivia yeah. now. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> doubly embarrassing. Deb's favorite number. Mm-hmm. Well, six. I thank Deb's dice favorite oh, number. Yeah. Uh, I, first of all, I'm sorry. And second of all, thank you. Thank you to all of my <laughs> random players. Thank you, Jason, Steve, Deb, Dan, and Anthony. And, of course, special thanks to my scorekeeper and household chore doer, Stephen Schapansky. And, of course, thank you, as always, to our non-random listeners. Please join us again on the next Incomparable Game Show. Bye, y'all. <laughs>